0: A Dear Media Original Podcast. Welcome to Wine Face, where we're breaking down everything the experts know about wine in a fun, digestible, and accessible way because wine is for enjoying and wine is for everyone. I'm your host, Helen Johannesson, from Helen's Wines in beautiful Los Angeles, California. And how is Helen today? Well, it's a holiday, y'all. So Helen is fantastic. Do you want to know what I love about holidays? It is one of the days that our businesses are closed. And I don't love it when our businesses are closed. Obviously, that is not great when you're in the restaurant business. You don't want your business to be closed. But we close a very select few days of the year, Thanksgiving being one of them. And it means I don't need to look at my phone. Isn't that crazy? Like we're so tied to our phone because of work. So on this Thanksgiving day, I could just put that shit in airplane mode. No, I usually don't because you know what? Gotta just in case of emergency it, but happy Thanksgiving y'all. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays, if not my favorite holiday. And I think part of it is I've experienced it in so many different ways. Listen, one Thanksgiving a very long time ago, and I'm not going to say whose house this was at or who was with me because I don't want to give it away, but, yo, the person tried to cook a turkey in a plastic bag. It was like some sort of gimmick sold at a supermarket. Let me just say, that shit was hectic, and it was not good. It was dry. The whole idea was it was like bubble boy, like turkey protected from the oven elements. I don't know. It made no sense. I personally love Allison Roman's New York Times Turkey Ramble: How to cook a turkey. It's called sheet pan turkey. I don't know the name, but if you Google Alison Roman sheet pan turkey, it's one of the most beautiful, poetic ways to cook a turkey, and it really makes sense. Anyway, this is Sky's second Thanksgiving. Homie loves turkey. Homie loves stuffing. I actually love my current Thanksgiving life because I've been introduced to the traditions of Alex's family, which they make a turkey stuffed with meat, (laughs) which like saying it sounds wild, but it's like ground beef and mirepoix. So like onion, carrot, celery, and then a special mix. And this is verbatim from Alex's mom of secret Mexican spices. And they're not Mexican spices, but there's like some chilies and it's just the shit. So she makes this like meat Stuffing. Oh, and there's very finely diced potatoes. Now, those are very crouche for the end part of this, what happens to the stuffing post-turkey day. But that gets put in the bird, and then it gets cooked very slowly. And it is one of the juiciest. It's basically the turkey is sitting inside of this like epic gravy stew. Anyway, fast forward. The best part about this dish is actually the next day when Delfina Becerra makes you crispy foldy tacos out of that stuffing. And it's literal heaven on earth. You've got like the turkey essence, but there's no turkey in that taco. Okay. And then you put the stuffing in there and then she folds it over and crisps it up on the komal, and then you put a tiny bit of sour cream and some of her homemade salsa, and you are literally having a Thanksgiving on another level. But I grew up very traditionally, turkey, stuffing. My mom always made pearl onions. Like, why make those? They're so boring. And she always had to throw in the root veg, roasted root veg. Anyway, my version is somewhere in between. I love making Thanksgiving myself, And today I wanted to talk about, yo, wine and Thanksgiving, because it's one of the most important parts of the table. Or, you know, I feel that way and I feel reassured in that statement. Wine and having some dope bottles you're excited about is one of the most important parts of Thanksgiving. If you drink alcohol, let's just say, let me just preface that, because that is the feedback that I have gotten from my customers over the years. There is some of the most tense anxiety about picking the right bottles that will please a crowd, having enough of them so that wine floweth. Like it's this crazy thing where in everyone's minds, there's suddenly like Grecian peeps in togas just lounging around all day drinking wine, eating grapes, but it's, you know, everyone's in sweaters and eating turkey. Anyway, so picking wine for Thanksgiving comes down to a few simple rules. And this is what I talk about all the time at Helen's. One, you want to go for wine that you like in general. So don't try and get all out of the box, trying stuff for the first time. But two, there are wines that are so Thanksgiving forward and Thanksgiving focused that it would be not doing the meal a service, not to have them on the table. So let's start with my favorite. You got to start with a really good sparkling wine. I like to have a sparkling wine when I'm cooking. I usually just have a glass. I'm not trying to like get too far ahead with it. You could have this be a sparkling chilled red, which I think is very seasonally appropriate for today, It's basically a red wine that is then made sparkling and you would serve it chilled. It's refreshing. It has beautiful tannins. It goes well with any sort of like little appetizer snacks that you might wanna pull out of your hat or it goes really well with like those sneaky little cheeky bites of stuffing that you know we all take. I mean, I literally am like, I need to try the stuffing at every stage. So I like to start there. Some people really ball out on Thanksgiving and go champagne. They're like, we're having caviar to start. And I'm all for that, I fully support. Then, when people come into the shop, the other alternative we recommend, because everyone kind of wants a wine to cook with, usually a nice white wine. You could also go with an orange wine. These are nice. They're easy to drink. You're not really thinking about pairing it with a meal. You're thinking about having an easy sort of time. Then let's get to the meat and potatoes about it because everyone comes in. They're like, what is a turkey wine? Everyone's running around like a turkey. I need to buy all the stuff. And honestly, I saw this to a real new degree in At Cookbook, which is like a green grocer that John Vinnie and I bought during the pandemic. It's in Los Angeles, Cookbook Market, big shout out. It's a beautiful grocery store and we also have wine. But the meat and potatoes of the wine at Thanksgiving is straight up gonna be red wine. And it's kind of ironic because most of the meal that's on the Thanksgiving table, it's a white meat bird. And if you're not doing that, then you're having things that aren't heavy. They're not usually denoted to, oh, I need to have a red wine with this. A lot of the food that's on a Thanksgiving table would be absolutely so delicious with a white wine or a skin contact wine, aka orange wine. But if you're going to go the white wine route, the uber classic Thanksgiving go-to grape varietal that gets pushed in a big marketing hall, and I'm going to tell you why at all the grocery stores, is a little grape that most people know now, I hope, called Gamay. Gam easy. And it feels so breezy. It's just the best grape ever. It's thin skinned. It's kind of similar to Pinot Noir. Now where this can all go tragically wrong. And look, if you're about to get in your car to go get the wine for your Thanksgiving dinner, do not fall prey to the big displays of Beaujolais Nouveau. That's right. There might be pretty flowers on the label that George Buff but do not put it in your cart. Do not pass go. Skip, skip, skip. And let me tell you why. Beaujolais Nouveau is different than other Beaujolais wines that are made from Gamay. Beaujolais Nouveau is also made from Gamay. But the Nouveau is literally a baby red wine. It's red wine that they had just harvested, be it in August now with climate change or September, but most likely it's August. And it's a very quick maceration. It's basically juice with alcohol in it. They're really kind of bubble gummy and you're supposed to chill them because I think that's the only way that you can really tolerate the way they taste. I don't know. I'm being such a hard edge about this, but... I think you should 100% drink Beaujolais on Thanksgiving, which is always going to be Gamay if it's labeled Beaujolais. It's a amazing cluster of villages in France. But you want to drink a really dope one from like a village called Chana or Bruy， or Get All Crazy and Get a Morgon. And these are all villages and there's amazing producers within them. And these wines will take you to another level and they are literally Turkey's best friend. They are the perfect pairing for turkey. I don't know scientifically where it came from. And it's something about that sort of slight gaminess, but really beautiful roasted flavor that a turkey can get. It's a mellow meat, right? It's super mellow. The gamay when it's made and it's optimal sort of if it's playing like zone defense on the turkey. I don't know if that makes sense. It's going to drink beautiful fruit not sweet, not dry, just the kind of wine that you're like, oh my God, it's such a secret sauce. I could drink this like water. And it's perfectly cuddling up to the turkey and your gravy and also the stuffing and the sweet potatoes. And it's just that non-intrusive, but fills in all the nooks and crannies of your palate as you're eating the food. So that's why Gamay is the ultimate Thanksgiving wine. Now, if you don't want to go that traditional route, I got some other zingers for you. You could always take a toe dip into Beaujolais' northerly friend in France, if you want to stay there, Burgundy, where you'd have a Pinot Noir. Super lovely. Today, this Thanksgiving, for me, is also about celebrating some of the amazing winemakers in the United States. To me especially, I have on my table some gorgeous wines from Washington State, also from Oregon. Oregon. I'm going to put all the details in the show notes, but Haiyu is one of my favorite farmers. They're making wine. They're raising goats. There's something just really rustic and authentic, but then they meet these beautiful ethereal fruit notes that it's not going to taste like a Gamay, but Turkey's going to love that as well. I also think California has some cool stuff. And That would be my suggestion for you. If you're going for, I want to do a red wine, but I don't want to offend anyone kind of vibe, you want to go Gamay, don't do the Beaujolais Nouveau, or let's take a toe dip and support some cool stuff that's happening domestically. If you are a full-bodied red or get the hell out of here kind of person, which like no problem with that, you need a full-bodied red, here's what I'm going to tell you, don't go to Bordeaux you want to get something that's got a little more junk in the trunk, but with an elegant top note, I would say go south of France, Chateauneuf-du-Pape, lean into Grenache, or let's just skedaddle on over to Spain. There's these really beautiful Grenaches being made in Catalonia. I would kind of go in that direction. And you can get funky with it, and you can get also get real traditional with it. I mean, it's our day, right? It's our turkey day, even though we're like, Hashtag controversial. What is Thanksgiving? So there's three key points about wine and Thanksgiving. Well, for me, wine plus holidays equals Thanksgiving. Let me just say that straight off the bat. But there's three crucial relationships with wine and today. There's wine and family, wine and entertaining, wine plus comfort food. I think I really talked a lot about wine and comfort food. Wine and entertaining, what I do what I really suggest you do is just let go of monitoring the wine. Just let it go. Just set up some glasses on a little table or a sideboard or your kitchen counter. Set up a little mini wine bar and maybe there, oh, we're going to get into this in a second, but maybe there's like a specialty cocktail and just have it as a DIY moment. Because if you're cooking and trying to be the hero and refilling everybody's glasses, I also highly recommend that, on the entertaining tip, you have something that post-dinner you can segue into, be it whatever your preference is, a really nice scotch, an Amaro for helping to digest, or a little bit more red wine, but maybe not too heavy so people don't get that acid reflux, but maybe they want to take a neighborhood walk and bring their glass of wine with them. It's the holiday that wine just keeps rolling, but um, that would be wine and entertaining. Now, wine and family— I'm not even going to get into it with y'all, but you all know what I mean. Sometimes we need a little glass of wine when we got all this family around us. So listen, you can do it. It's the most intense wine shopping day of the year. No, I'm just kidding. And look, if you didn't plan ahead, you have options. You can find good stuff. Just don't buy that Beaujolais Nouveau. Okay, so let's talk about pro moves Thanksgiving 2022, the pro moves for pairing wine. Let's get down and dirty. We focused on the turkey and I I feel like I really went very buttery into that turkey. But let's talk about some other auxiliary dishes that might be found next to or in place of that said turkey. Depending on what household you're in, I'm going to get a little broad. I'm not just going to talk about my house because there's so many different traditions. We're talking green bean casserole with those crispy, delicious onions or shallots or however, what level, if you do a high, low on that dish, no judgment here. There's the macaroni and cheese. My mom refused to ever make it at my house. So I have a grudge, but my mother-in-law makes it. So hooray. My dreams have come true. There's also some sort of mashed sweet potato yam. You do marshmallows. No, whatever's clever. Okay. We got that. Then we also have, if you're at my house and growing up in New York, you have a roasted root veg turnip parsnip sitch, which actually now I really love and appreciate. You got those creamy pearly onions. Abort, abort. Don't do those. You have stuffing many different ways. And then there's like bread sides and all kinds of stuff. Okay. If I'm doing my ultimate pairing with those for a white wine, what I would drink, and I'm going to go through each shade. So if i only drink white wine, I got a plate full of this food. The wine that I'm going to go for is either going to be Chardonnay from Burgundy, which feels very elitist to say out loud, but I like to drink nice wine on a holiday. But the reason I picked that is I probably go for a Chablis, something that is a little bit more minerally, but also has that junk in the trunk to support some of those richer, denser, more buttery flavors. And now this isn't like a buttery Chardonnay. This is like a Ferrari, man. It's like zooming through your palate like a magical unicorn. And you're like, I didn't even know wine like this existed. So if you want to ball out, I would say go for that. If you want to kind of be like, yo, we have 40 people coming and we need a really good white wine. There's a little grape called Arneis, And in Roero, in Piemonte, they make Roero Arneis, And it's minerally and crisp and has a little apple skin. And it doesn't have so much acidity where after the first glass, you're like, ah, my throat is shot and I can't do this anymore. That would be a really lovely alternative white wine. For rosé, if you're going to go there, go with a darker hued rosé. They're usually drier. They have less sugar added than some of these super pale rosés that you seem to be able to find everywhere. By the way, stay away from those, but go with something that's like a little bit more cranberry color because it goes with the vibe. How can we forget about the cranberry sauce? Actually, that is one of my ways to drink wine with Thanksgiving is to lean into a red wine that has that crunchy cranberry fruit. And it's almost like do I even need the cranberry sauce? Okay, if you're going to go with the red wine, I think everyone knows my preference, I'm going with the flow, is Gamay, but make it from Beaujolais. Don't do the Gamay Nouveau. I also feel like you can ball out with some red burgundy if we're going to keep it all twinsies for me. Whiteberg, Redberg, keep it real cute. We also talked about Spain, but I think other grape varietals that really lend themselves to a plate of Thanksgiving food are grapes like Zinfandel. I know. (gasps) What? Zinfandel, but so good. It can be so good, especially if you age it. Ah, oh, delicious. So yeah, Zinfandel. We talked about Grenache and its velvety soft glove that grips you really tight. And then another fun grape varietal, maybe an unsung hero of sorts, is a grape called Pinot Ani and It's just a magical violet wonderland, of beautiful, subtle floral exploration, definitely for the more adventurous. Okay. So that's, you got your side dish pairing. These are kind of all across the board. The one thing I don't like really in general is very sweet wine, but if you want a killer pie pairing, I'm going to give you it right now. It's a little place in France called Bougie and then a little, you zoom in a little more on the map and it's Bougie Serdon and they make a demi-sec sparkling rosé. So demi-sec means half sweet. So you got those cranberry notes I was talking about before. You have a little bit of sweetness and I'm not saying like, oh, it was a little sweet. No, it's like full on sweet like you're drinking a soda, but it's made of magical grapes, usually Pulsard and Gamay are the grapes, and it's cold and it looks exotic and electric in the glass. It's really a showstopper moment, especially if you're pouring table side, depending on what your Thanksgiving day vibe is. All right. The last thing is I want to roll out a Thanksgiving Cocktail Corner Special Edition because I think, how could we not? So... This cocktail corner is a drink that you could start the day with or evening with or you could end it. But drumroll please. Thanksgiving cocktail corner recipe is Spagliato's. It is my play on a Spagliato, which isn't very far from what maybe a traditional Italian spagliato is. But one way to think of a spagliato is it's sort of like a play on an Aperol spritz or a Campari spritz, but made a little bit more earthy and intense for cool wintry months. So it's winter's Aperol spritz. Are we, are we all here? Spagliato? Spagliato's all day? Are we going to be on yachts and sweaters doing that? Okay, well, maybe we will be. So let me talk you through this recipe. You are going to need five ingredients. You're going to need a great bottle of Prosecco. And Prosecco shouldn't be expensive, but make it a good one. Like organic grapes, bare minimum. Or you could use a sparkling rosé. Doesn't have to be Prosecco, but it should be something that has a little fruit. You're also going to need a really nice sweet vermouth. I like Carpano Antica. It's my favorite for mixing and drinks. You are going to need Campari or Aperol. I'm open to both you're going to need some club soda, and then you're going to need some bomb-ass citrus. For this drink, I would lean into grapefruits or oranges. They're both coming into season, and they're both really fantastic. So what you're going to want to do is take a wine glass or a goblet or a tall glass. You just don't want to do it in a rocks glass because then you won't see the dramatic gorgeousness of its silhouette. So you take one ounce of sweet vermouth, boop, put it in the glass. Then you take half an ounce to 0.75. I sometimes cheat in up the Campari or Aperol because it electrifies it. Put that in the glass. Then you wanna add about four ounces of whatever sparkling wine you chose. So if that's Prosecco or the sparkling Rosé, you can also eyeball this. It's about one, two, three, four. There you go, that's your pour. Just make sure it's not bubbling over. After you've added those three components, grab a bunch of ice, put it in the glass, stack it in there. You don't want to be chintzy on the ice. And this is why you need a big glass because you need a lot of room for the ice. You are then going to put a tiny splash of club soda on top. You're going to take your preferred citrus. You're going to slice a nice big half moon slice of it. Give a squeeze and then sneak it in against the side of the glass between the ice and the drink and the glass. So it's in the glass I don't know if that's making sense, but you know what? You can check my Instagram for a visual. Anyway, happy Thanksgiving. Today is a wonderful, intense, crazy, hard, frustrating, commemorable for some people, but also memorable in general, I hope, day. I hope you're drinking delicious wine, eating great food, and also try the Spagliato recipe. It can also be applied to Christmas Day as well. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Hope you have a beautiful day. I'm Helen from Helen's Wines. And if you want to follow along with what we're doing, you can go to at Helen's Wines on Instagram. You can also go to helenswines.com to check out all of our top picks for Thanksgiving. We have some really cool bundles for y'all up there. And have a beautiful day. Bye.